let's talk about sex. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. We are glad you are here with us. So, Gina, I just got back from four days with my wife out at a lake house, I guess is what you would call it. Yes. We weren't on a lake. We were actually in the hills of Oklahoma. <laughs> it's not a lake house. Dude. Such a majestic mountain, mountain homes in, in Oklahoma. But anyway, it's a beautiful area. And we did four days, no kids, a little two-bedroom house, hot tub on the deck, secluded. I think we left the house three times, you know, to get groceries, to go hiking, and to go out to eat. And then the rest of the time, it was basketball, lounging, hot tub, and yeah. wink wink <laughs> and it was a great time to just get away and it made me realize that one of the things that we haven't maybe talked about much on the show yet with right. sexy marriage radio is the importance of time away with your spouse and, yes. and the importance of breaking the routine breaking the norm because you know school and kids and work and hobbies and all the different things that make up our life can totally dominate our life to where we become passengers alongside each other rather than companions journeying somewhere together. And I think those times away really help kind of renew that. Right. And so one of the things I would, a a little shout out to everybody that's a loyal listener of Sexy Marriage Radio is figure out a way to get away with your spouse. Yeah, even if it's just one one night. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or long, drawn-out affair. I mean, those are great. But, <laughs> but just get away. I mean, find farm out kids and spend an evening doing nothing together. I mean, that's that's a good thing. All right. So well, speaking of doing nothing, well, I, have we welcomed everybody? <laughs> yes, we well, have. I, I said it was Sexy Marriage Radio, but let's tell people <laughs> where we are. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. And we'd love to hear from you at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com if you'd like to email, or you're welcome to call 615-567-3996, or as Gina likes to say, 615-56-66. So Sexy Marriage Radio and what we are doing here, if you are new to our show, which we're getting emails regularly about new mm-hmm. listeners, yeah. is we are talking about sex in marriage because we are big proponents and advocates of marriage and think that the best sex is what's happening in marriage that the marriage bed is the hot bed for sex yeah and if it's not we're here to help exactly and so what we (laughs) want to try to do is talk about different ways to spice things up improve things overcome the difficulties that happen because a majority of the emails we get uh, regarding sex in marriage they're talking about some sort of a problem or some sort of an issue that's going on in their sex life between them and their spouse. And in large part, some of it's pretty normal. Yeah. Because we're we, here because we, you we know, feel it too. There. We experience it. And Gene and I are sure. not married to each other, but right. we are married. Mm-hmm. And so you get a male and female perspective of married life and sex life and all that's in between, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Raising kids. Yeah, so you know that's funny because you talk about how much you love a, a getaway where you don't do anything, 
And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I die. I want to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I was really surprised with Pam this time because she she's the type that's a little more let's go do things. Let's, you know, we're in a new area. She likes yeah. to explore that kind of right, stuff right. more. She's a little more adventurous in the travel arena than I am. I mean, I love yeah. travel, but I also love traveling places I know, you know, because there's something that I can correlate to past experiences and relaxation and and that kind of stuff but she was one that she just sat around and read and oh. laid out in the sun because we had a couple of days where it was really nice weather right. and watched some march madness because you know it's, that's, well, that's what's fun. going on now and she's a huge basketball fan so i hit the <laughs> jackpot um so it's it was really surprising because I kept expecting kind of like what you're talking about of hey well, let's mm-hmm. go do something let's go let's go over here let's go over there and you know we did that one morning the first morning we were there and after that it was let's just hang out and it was great I mean I it was at the end of the time we we're driving back home yesterday or if you're listening you know at some other point <laughs> since, since we're recording this right before it goes out um and she asked, I asked her how it was, how the whole weekend was for her. And she's like, it was great. And I said, it was, I, the thing I loved the most was the time just together. Right. It was just four days uninterrupted without a six-year-old and a four-year-old constantly needing something. And so we were able to kind of just be together. Right. And, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. I've done that before. And I've thought, oh, okay. Mr. Strong and Silent is sort of invading my space. <laughs> <laughs> sort of invading your space? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, when I, when he's, because he's so quiet and I need, you know, four days without talking to my girlfriends or, or, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so that is so funny how well, different people are. Yeah, and obviously you want to tailor, just like what we talk about on the show, you want to tailor yeah. to what we talk about to your experience and to your strengths. And, yes. and make what works. I mean, there's some people I know of that they've done those huge vacations together where, to me, if I did them, they were so busy the whole time they were gone, I would need a vacation when I got home. Oh, yeah, the vacation. I don't like that either. But, and I think Paul but loves But some people that love that around. stuff. Yeah, some people yeah. love that let's go place after place after place after place. To them, that really recharges them. So it's, <laughs> it's finding out what recharges you because that's an important component of marriage because you're not always going to see eye to eye. And you're not always going to want the same thing, which leads us right into a great, a great topic from an email. Actually, there's kind of a series of emails that I think we've got on this subject. Yeah. And it's one I know I've come across and have in my own marriage at times, too, where what do you do when sex is pretty good mm-hmm. functionally, if you will? Yeah, it's happening. It's yeah, be- it, because there's there's a goal to it. You know, the goal oriented sex of, of she she comes and he comes, you know, mm-hmm. check, check. You know, that it happens most of the time when they're together. But what about the times when just the routine that uh, accomplishes that goal, when one person wants to up the ante of that routine, wants to change something, wants to be a little bit more adventurous, wants Mm -hmm. to let your hair down, if you will. You know, what do you do then? Because he's sitting there saying, let's let's liven this up. And she's sitting there saying, why? It works. It accomplishes what I'm looking for, and it gets you what you're looking for in large part. So what do you right. do then? Yeah, what do you do? Because some people's personalities love 
find comfort in, you know, routine. Yeah. And the other one, and and because opposites so often attract, and they're attracted to, you know, someone who loves adventure, and so therein lies the attraction and the frustration. Well, and I think fundamentally, though, we all value routine. Well, we that's a core need, but so yes. is adventure. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think every one of us, you know, you, you get to this point where, I just want the routine. I just want the normal. I just want this to make sense. Because even if you live a quote-unquote chaotic life, there's routine in that chaos. Yeah. So it's how do you... Because the question, I guess, it really boils down to if he wants to wild things up, if mm-hmm. you will, <laughs> and she's more type A, more ordered, more structured, and doesn't. That's the way she lives her life, and it, and according to the email, it works real well in, in the areas of her life. Mm-hmm. It works in her career. Right. It, it works. It, it works. It, it's a great way to deal with life. Mm-hmm. Gets things done. So if you're trying to then apply that to your sex, you know, we talk about decompartmentalizing sex. Mm-hmm. You know, that make it a part of your life, so you really can't make it just a compartment where okay, I'll be wild here, but everywhere ordered everywhere else. So Why it's not? All, really, you don't think so? Well, if she needs one. What if you can just have one place where you're able to say, "Ah, oh, okay, right here, I'm I'm free to be," because because it's going to be very challenging. Right, to, but to I don't. I, can, I don't know if you can make the leap from. The way I do sex and the way I do my life. I think they're too hand in hand. They're too overlapping. I mean, because it, it does seem like if I was to get a little more free in sex, I'd have to be more free in other areas. That, that would be the fear that would probably would keep you from trying to be more free. Yeah, but what if you just started in the bedroom and saw how that, that free, because that's so internal. So if you started in the bedroom, then maybe that would help you in other areas. Okay. So it, instead of the opposite, you know, say, well, let's start getting more free and this and that and that and carry it into the bedroom. Why not start in the bedroom? Well, and that's that's a good way to go, maybe. But this is also assuming she wants to be more free. Well, I know this is hard when people always ask how to change their spouse. Yeah, and, and he alludes to this too because he said he spent a lot of time trying to change her and he realized that's a failed <laughs> that's a failed proposition because you can't change a spouse. I mean, you, you just can't. Even changing spouses isn't changing a spouse. <laughs> Think <laughs> no, about that one not. for a little bit. <laughs> but it, it is one of those, all you could do is change yourself. So what I would say is if you want to up the wild factor and you want your wife to let her hair down a little bit, then up the wild factor. Exactly. I was going to just say that because what happens is rather than have this expression that's fun and coming at your mate with a, so woo, you know, I'm going to rock your world, baby. You end up with this resentment because you buy into their energy resentfully. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so then what you're giving off is this resentment and that's why they're mad. And, And that's why these wives are saying, you know, those jokes that you make that, that playful stuff that you try to do, it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. And that is exactly why it's, it's, not behavioral. I'm serious. It's energetic. It's from that attitude that's a little bit resentful. Okay. Because we're intuitive. We pick up on that sort of thing. Oh, I so think you, I think it's not just it, it's not just women. 
that pick up the uh that men men have intuition it's just usually covered by other emotions <laughs> exactly <laughs> so when we're naked we're very vulnerable to all this all this stuff yeah yeah okay so and we've had people say well you know i've tried that i've tried that right uh mm -hmm. and i'm still just so tired of being rejected so what you're saying it's just not doable because i've been rejected too much well, if if you just let your rejections that happen in life dictate what happens in your life, you would end up doing nothing. Yeah, we would all raise our hands for that. Oh, all right then. Yeah, I mean, because think of how many times you get rejected, not just in sex. I mean, you get rejected a lot of times in life. Sure. We just don't take it as personal. Right. And you pull up to a drive-thru, yeah, can I have a large whatever? Oh, I'm sorry, we're out. Oh, well, then I'm never coming back here again and never asking for a large whatever ever again. You know, it's just that's that's the way we kind of correlate things, it seems. And so you can't let rejection deter you from going after what you want. So if you want to up the wild, then up the wild. And it's not go completely crazy right. to start. It's usually incremental, small little steps, change some things. I mean, for some couples, it could very well be upping the wild is just turning the lights on. Turn on one light, turn on, light a candle, you know, something. Cause there's some couples that I know still sex is in the dark and that's just, that's just a, that's where one of us is more comfortable. And so the other just settles for, huh, if sex is going to happen, then I'll take it the way they want it. So there you go. So, you know, change it up, add just a little bit of adventure as if, if a candle is adventurous to it, a candle. I mean, for some people, that's enough. That, that that really is enough to create some anxiety. So just change some things up. The one thing that I still come back to when I think of this whole concept is a couple that was complaining. He was complaining he wanted more role play from her. He wanted her to dress up more. Mm -hmm. And she was a fairly adventurous woman in general, but never would do it because to her it was too close of a leap to porn or something i don't remember the exact reason but she just she like you know i want you to make love to me not right some fantasy woman or whatever and so the question then was posed to the guy well why don't do you dress up do you ever role play <laughs> exactly do you ever <laughs> initiate it by just leading the charge well n no and hello you know meet right. her at the door with just a tie <laughs> And, she'd go, oh, my God, what are you thinking? <laughs> and, and say, and say, and this would work here. I mean, this could work in this in this scenario yeah. because one of the things that was talked about is sex has improved in their marriage as far as the uh, whole idea of reaching orgasm for both of them, that right. she is now achieving that. And so he knows he knows the buttons to push and how to work and, and when to go fast, when to go slow. But if he wants to up the wild, meet her in the bedroom with just a tie on and say, uh, my name is Jeeves. I will be serving you this evening. Yeah, something, something. And, and then, yeah, and have, have some candles going and some oils ready. And you could do a nice long massage. You could, I mean, try just try some different things. And just use your intuition and the knowledge you already have of your spouse. That's the beauty of marriage right there is you already know so much more about them and where they're heading and what's going on and if they're there or not. And so just kind of follow it, take the lead yeah. and, and follow their, follow their lead. 
And remember, for a woman, sex is so mental. Um, you know, we have to be able to sort of clear our minds. We've got a zillion things on our minds. We've got uh, stressors. And so if men are visually stimulated, for a lot of times, women are auditorially stimulated. You, <laughs> you can tell me a story. You, you know, Paul can just paint a picture of, of where we could be away from Middle Tennessee, away mm -hmm. from the house, uh, and and talk about what he's seen and what we're feeling and where we're going. You know, I love that. And and so exactly right. The one who wants to up the adventure, walk in a sense of adventure. Yeah, and, and some of the things can be real, real subtle. I mean, one of the things I think of is in my marriage and how it's evolved, Pam loves when I'm I love seeing her like in one of my dress shirts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a, I think that's a pretty common <laughs> guy thing that mm -hmm. wearing my clothes, that, that's just really cool. She looks very good. And so there's some days when I'm interested in sex and hoping that it'll happen or working towards it happening after the kids go to bed. And so I will lay out a shirt oh. on the bed. When she gets home from work, it's very obvious. It's a clear signal. Hey, <laughs> Ding ding, you know, let's let's start the let's start the timer <laughs> or, or let's 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 light a fire and, and kind of work towards some things. But, you know, that it could be just as simple as that of you lay out kind of what you'd love to see her in or what you want to see him in. Right. And, and they may miss it. They may not choose it. They may choose something else and they're just not there. So what? That's the same thing as making a move and being turned down. Yeah. So you keep going. You, you try again. You don't let it deter you. You keep a smile on your face, and you just move on. I mean, that's that's the one thing we can, we can get so reactionary when we get rejected. Mm -hmm. And it's not rejected, you, you know, because that's the whole thing. The whole word rejected. Oh my god, right. it's, rejected! It's the behavior or response you were looking for didn't get returned yeah. in the way you wanted. It's not you being rejected. You know what, though, if something's going on have conversations with your mate you know if you're feeling like wow sex is just not as important to my mate as it was and and it, it's bothering you bring it up and ask you know may, not maybe when you're feeling uptight but in, in that when you're feeling rejected right but if you're going to bed and nothing's happening and you're laying there and you know affection is there but you know there's not any sex just say you know it seems to me that that being intimate doesn't matter so much. Is is there something going on? So, and know just, and know that bringing it up right. may not bring any conclusion, and that conversation right. may actually go nowhere. But the point is, you're you're starting down the direction towards something, right? And you might very well end up very reassured because sometimes the underlying question is, "Am I not attractive?" Or, mm -hmm. you know. Are you not filling it for me? And you find out this is just something they're going through. So sex drive is, is affected by so many things and especially stress. You know, stress mm -hmm. takes what would be our sex hormones and turns them into stress hormones. Right. It's just utterly unfair. But it's, <laughs> that's the, if that's it not playing me, fire. That's not playing fair at all. Yeah, you should use cellulite hormones to make stress hormones so we could have sex and less fat. But it's not happening. It's sex hormones become stress and so mm -hmm. and work through the the roots of what's going on there right and and the one counsel i want to add to that is is the idea that you know you could bring it up you know i think of times in my own marriage and Gina, you've been there with the 14 years prior mm -hmm. yeah. in, in your marriage where you didn't know what was going on 
It was yeah. it was this desire. I want to have sex, and I want to want to have sex, but I just don't. I'm want not. I'm moment. not there. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> and so you know, if Paul was to come to you and say, I I get the feeling sex isn't important to you, and I really want it to be. I really want our our sex life to be better. Yeah. What's up? And yeah. I can completely see because this happened in my own marriage. I don't know, and that's not a that's not an avoiding of the question. That's just a true answer of I don't know. Yeah. So. It's so easy to be frustrated when you bring when you're the high desire and you bring up a desire to want more mm-hmm. from your spouse and they don't know what it is or why that usually the conversation you know I, I bring up a conversation because I want an answer you mm-hmm. know I'm, I'm not usually a talker that I, let's just talk for the fun of talking <laughs> I want I want a point to it you know I want to <laughs> connect I want to get some information and then I want to move on with my day. So if I bring something up, I may not get an answer when it comes to these kind of issues because they may not know. And so it's important to realize bringing it up and knowing that it may not be resolved in the moment is still an important enough approach to continue to keep bringing it up in hopes that they'll keep working on things, to keep asking, to say, hey, is there anything I can do? Can we go? You want to go see somebody? Should we call up? Dr. Corey or, or Gina and we can yeah. talk to them. I mean, I've, I've worked, we've worked with couples that have sure with this issue. So it's, it's one of those, you may not find answers, but that doesn't mean just because you don't find answers, you don't ask the questions. Yeah. And as much as you can believe that there's an answer, don't mm-hmm. let your emotions cave into despair and hopelessness because that's such a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you'll, you know, lift yourself up with a vision of who you want to be as a mate, you know, how you want to love yourself. So often the issues are not really in marriage that we can't stand our mate. And so there's something we can't stand about ourselves. Yeah. So if you're looking at what you're trying to receive, you know, receive that, fill your heart up and stay, stay in a place that that believes for, for an answer sooner or later. Yeah. And, and don't be, embarrassed to say I don't know honestly but I want to go down the path to discover that answer or I want to or also you know have the guts to say I don't know and I don't care right. <laughs> I don't want to find an answer yeah I mean a lot of our listeners don't know that my husband was deployed for a year to the desert everything was just really awesome well he was gone the web chats were awesome it's like our marriage got stronger he got back and the adjustment was really huge and somehow he has just been exhausted for the whole months it's month after month since he's been back and and so there's a part of him that's not as aggressive as he used to be and and so it has been an adjustment for mm-hmm. us and so there's times I just I just love on him, you know, I just I, and he loves that. And so it's we've gone through a range of emotions, believe me, for for him to not be as aggressive has made me think, <laughs> oh my God, did you meet someone in the desert? Oh, is, why are you on Facebook and I'm naked? What is going on? So we've had to just kind of re rebuild and, and re align and and just make something beautiful again more beautiful in some areas and still building in other areas and and so i can just completely understand the people that are out there struggling and and 
you know, one of our writers or listeners wrote and said, how can you say it's worth it? You just keep saying it's worth it. It's worth keep working through. It's worth working through. And because the moments that we share that are so beautiful in the bedroom, out of the bedroom with our kids, they're absolutely proof that Mm -hmm. it's worth it. So I'm not the sexy marriage girl sitting here saying, you should just be like us where it's perfect around the clock. (laughs) It's not even close to perfect Mm -mm. around the clock. Mm -mm. But it's also, but you, you also have the benefit of you guys have created a lot together, right? You've, got glimpses of really good times before he was deployed. Sure. So you know that, man, this is too important to just chuck it. Absolutely. It's also too important just to let the status quo be the status quo. Right. You know, right. And, and that's just it. We change when we reach critical mass as people. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's when we will finally bite the bullet and say, I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to go seek help. I'm going to start reaching out to other people. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to... Because think of so much of what we do in our life, and especially when it comes to marriage, so much of what we do in our married life and in in the sex life is so private. Exactly. So isolated. That we won't share it with anybody, even a trusted friend or a professional. Right. That sometimes once you share it with a professional, you realize, oh, I'm normal. Okay. This This is stuff that people have happen in their marriage. Okay. What worked for other people? Maybe something like that will work for me. Or... Maybe I can start to apply some of the strengths I've got in other areas and, uh, and, and use this energy there. Or, I mean, there's all kinds of different things that can be done. You know, I was just talking about a couple I worked with a while back that they were, they were really struggling with their, their sex life. And they had reached this point of they, they, they had come up with this agreement of they would take turns on who initiated. Because right. one, one reached the point of they were just so frustrated with being the high desire that initiation was completely on them and they were just sick of it. So it's like, all right, let's make some rules. We'll make a game. You know, we will, we will commit to each other to have sex at least once every four days. Mm-hmm. I think that was the arbitrary number wow. they came up with. Yeah. Like, I don't, four days. I don't know where okay. that came from, but whatever, you know, it could be once a week, whatever, but mm-hmm. one week, one term it's mine. Then the next time it's yours to make sure it happens. Right. And what they found once they got into it is they both hated that. Oh, that's funny. Because particularly the low desire, because they were then forced to have sex (laughs) rather than want to have sex. Because then it was, they get the two days, three days of, I don't have to initiate. It's my turn. I don't have to worry about them coming on to me. I got freedom, whatever. But then day four, they're panicking because There's they're like, anxiety. I've got to do this. I've got to. And then they've got more to try to overcome. And what they're actually doing is reinforcing the issues rather than loosening them up. And uh, so no, that's like one of those things you read that somebody's perfect answer, like, oh, it just works so great for us. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know, it works great for some people. It does. Sure. <laughs> that's the other people. That's that the whole idea people. of the sex challenge. You know, we, we have some yeah. friends that are huge proponents Lots of the seven of day sex challenge. And 60 days, 30 days, yeah. 40 days, seven days. The 20-year sex challenge. And, I mean, I got no issue. Well, that's too much of a statement. I do have an issue with it because it doesn't work for a lot of people. I think it works for some. Mm-hmm. But, and, and personally, it doesn't work for me. You know, uh-huh. come day four, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, day five, 
it, it's kind of lost its luster. You know, there hasn't been as much buildup in between. And there's something about that, not just a physical buildup, just the emotional tension. That's a positive tension between us that really kind of lights the fire on a deeper level. But anyway, that's talking about something different. So what I'm thinking about is this idea of when they reached out for help, this couple mm-hmm. we were just talking about where they took turns and they, they just, we, we met together online and all that they needed to hear was one, the rule that they set up was probably ridiculous for them. So don't do it anymore. Right. So hearing that from a third party, great to hear from them. Right, right. And then the other was she was the high desire. Yeah. But she was the high desire in initiating. She wasn't the high desire in actually having sex. She wanted him to take the lead when it came to sex, but she wanted, oh. she had desire, more desire for sex than he did. Interesting dynamic, right? but it plays out in a lot of marriages. So once they hear, once they heard, I mean, the way we were able to phrase it was she wants to get the ball started and then she wants to hand the reins to him to take, take over the rest of the way. Yeah. It's and, pretty common. And he was totally fine with that. Right. But they hadn't had it real clearly stated like that. And so they we we met and they were off and running. I emailed them a little while later and said, hey, do you guys, how you doing? You want to meet again? We're great. <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect. You know, and I'm sure down the road, maybe something else will come up and that you just kind of do a little check in again. And right. but but they were willing to speak up. And that's the biggest issue. And that's the thing I love about our listeners right. is they're willing to email People they listen to in the car or while they're working out or while they're walking or at their computer or wherever it is people listen to Sexy Marriage Radio and ask for help and say, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think? Right. And if you don't know, Corey has a whole program called Blow Up My Marriage. If your marriage is in distress, I have a program with follow-along videos that uh, helps you avoid or, or exchange performance anxiety or any kind of anxiety around sex to feeling great. It's the same technique that changed my life. And it's the same technique I use with elite athletes that need to perform under pressure. So it's pretty revolutionary. And, you know, we love hearing the feedback on those and we love helping you guys. So, yeah, cause it's, it is something that there is help available yeah. for everything in life. I mean, yeah. but, but we have to be confident enough and vulnerable enough to say, hey, have you had this issue? Mm. You know, this is what's going on. Have you had this experience? And, and likely, I, don't, I have no scientific proof to, to confirm this and no stats, just my own experience. When I have shared a struggle I've had in my life with my friends, yeah. guaranteed a majority of them have had the same similar struggle. That's why we're friends, actually. It's just that commonality that commonality that's under the surface. Wow. That you know, it, it's 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 why we it's why we cling to people and and gravitate towards people that are like us. Yeah. You know, the, because they've walked a similar <laughs> path, but no one's willing to speak up and say, you know, hey, I've really struggled with this. You know what? I've been there too, and we work through it, or we're there now, or. Mm-hmm. You know, I I jumped ship too soon or, you know, there's all these mm-hmm. different things that you get a wealth of information by just being willing to say, hey, this is what's going on. And the caveat needs to be you open up to someone of your same sex. 
Yeah, good you know, advice. Because you don't, you don't share, like if you're a guy and you got an issue with your wife, you don't share this with a female coworker, especially when it's talking about your sex life. Because then she could and you could all of a sudden start seeing that whole, hey, <laughs> they get me. So maybe they'll get me in other areas too. And let's try this, you know, and then off your, and then you're just too, too much of a slippery slope. So it is something that speak up, say, Hey, I need some help. Say, Hey, I got, I got an issue going on. There's, there's classes, there's information, there's books, there's resources, there's counseling, there's everything. Yeah. And most of all, you're totally not alone. Whatever you're feeling. (laughs) Absolutely. You're not the only couple. Absolutely. So what I I guess to wrap this whole thing up, Mm -hmm. be the change you want to be, which also means take the lead in your own life. And if you've got something going on with your spouse, that's, that's really frustrating and you want help, go get help. Oh, but my spouse won't ever want to be a part of a counseling session or something. So what? Go on your own. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote an article on Simple Marriage a long time ago that was basically titled, you know, what it, the question was, what do you do seeking marriage help when your spouse doesn't isn't interested? Sure. Well, then you just go on your own. Yeah, every little change makes a difference. Yeah, I've, because if, if the therapist or the coach or whoever you're working with is, is any good at all, yeah. they can... <laughs> tailor the sessions to still be marriage approving mm-hmm. and 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 really help uplift your marriage and not be something that seems like it's going to divide you and make you just want to go mm-hmm. away on your own yeah because that that's just if they're professional they, they have that ability and if they don't find someone else yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah we're we believe in you guys we believe in your marriages we believe in in all kinds of pleasure being available to you so sometimes all you gotta do is ask yeah go for it well this is sexy marriage radio (laughs) dr Corey allen gina paris and we are glad you joined us again so if you need something please let us know feedback at (laughs) sexymarriageradio.com or find us on the web at sexymarriageradio.com and we will hopefully hear from you in the future over and over again so yep. tell your friends forward our show thanks for the feedback <laughs> yeah tweet it facebook it pinterest it i don't know what pinterest actually yep, is pin it. Good idea. <laughs> so, whatever it is onward and upward yeah pun, make lots more love pun intended we'll talk to you guys next time <laughs> bye-bye let's talk about